0: Yes, This is Motley Fool Money.
1: Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that doesn't mind a punt but can't make heads nor tails of Snapchat. I'm Andrew Page and with me is Scott Phillips. G'day Andrew, g'day fools. Good to be with you on Snapchat. Today on the podcast, we've got a chock full program. Earnings Palooza. We've got news out from Tabcorp, Virtus, and Aconex. Aconnex. A-Con we we'll run A-Connex. A-Connex. We'll run you through them. Alright. Uh, more network failures for Telstra. What does it mean for investors? Next, who killed and then resurrected the electric car? And finally, Snapchat files for its IPO. Is it worth buying? But first, Scott. Andrew. Earnings season. Yes. What is earnings season? I'll, I'll drag myself away from Snapchat just for a
2: second. Okay. You know if, I'm an avid could. user. Yeah, I will. If you could. Earnings season, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? It sounds like something's supposed to happen and whatever. Earnings season is basically that month of the year, or actually two months of the year, February and August, mm-hmm. where Australian listed companies release their earnings to the market and to investors. Okay. It all happens around that time because the ASX makes you do that within two months of the end of your financial year or financial first half. Yep. Most companies run a, a, a usual tax year, so to yep. June thirty. That means they're half-used December 31, and that means all the earnings have to be announced to the market
1: by the end of February. We're in February now, and so we're in earnings season. Right. So it's been a, a quiet uh, couple of months with uh, January and the summer holidays Indeed. and all that kind, of, but we are coming back in earnings a big palooza, way. Earnings Earnings palooza is what we're calling it. So one of the bigger name companies to sort of kick things off mm. was Tabcorp. Yes. We talked about this actually uh, a few weeks ago. We did. Uh, they're in a bit of a, a takeover um, at the moment. Um, but, geez, the results weren't good, were they? Here, yeah. So uh, these are the guys that run tab.com.au, Luxbet, Kino, and others. Okay. Profit down 28%. Jeez. Oh, that's painful. I and mean, that's worse than the win rate on a bloody poker. I center, know. <laughs> You've got better odds there. <laughs> so the shares dropped about 5% yep. um, or, or so. Um, what did you make of the results?
2: Yeah, really. interesting. So one of the great things to watch out for in earnings season is what they call underlying earnings. It's and the that's second where... part of that word that's the most important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we lying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so companies come out and say, well, here's the result. But don't worry. When you take off all this stuff we don't want to talk about, things are actually okay. <laughs> now, for Tab Corp, yep. profit was down 28%. Yep. But the underlying earnings, if you believe it, were up 5%. So you get to turn a loss or a reduction into a gain with a couple of strokes of a pen. The problem was, TabCorp tried to exclude almost everything from that number. So they got some startup costs of some new businesses. Don't worry about that, guys. One offs. Yeah. Integration costs. One off. We're putting some business together, but that costs some money. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. They've also got some legal costs, some legal action they're facing. And the same, don't worry about that either. So these are all real dollars, by the way. So when there's underlying earnings, you think, well, hang on, I'm not getting the underlying, earnings. I'm not getting the underlying dividends, right? I'm getting real dividends, and that's real cash. I'm not getting the underlying dividends that are, you know, 28, 30% higher. Look, the result was decent. Um, TabCorp, And Tadasol's the two big gaming companies in Australia, looking to merge, of course. Mm. it's a tough business to be in. <laughs> the house does always win. The problem is that we all gamble so much already trying yeah. to find growth that's incredibly, incredibly tough for these guys, yeah. particularly because they were in the old world, the old gambling world. And we did talk about this before. Andrew, yeah, a disruption threat The online Online bookmaking is just going through us like a dose of salt. Tabcorp yep. and Tattles really struggling to get growth. And that's why they're merging quite frankly, because they mm. can't find the growth. Yeah. Um, so look, a decent result, profit up 5%, underlying, better than being down. Mm. But again, those costs are real and whether you can expect that they'll go away once and for all is probably an open question, particularly because of these challenges, they're having to start up new businesses, they're having to integrate other acquisitions for this exact problem. So you kind of say, well, you, you're counting the profit from those businesses, yeah. but you want us to exclude the costs. Mm. It's kind of a bit like trying to you know, have your cake in it too, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I, I agree with you there. I, I think also too, it, it's not it's not just that uh, disruption threat, but it's also that that regulatory environment they right. face. For me, too hard. Uh, it's a pass for me. Yeah. I wouldn't buy it either. I'd, if, in fact, if I owned it, I'd probably sell. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. What about the next one? Virtus. Now, Virtus might not be a, a company that a lot of listeners are familiar Almost with. Almost certainly not. Um, but they are an IVF provider. Believe it or not, they're a listed company companies on there um, helping couples get There's pregnant a couple, actually there are mm. um, and it's a booming industry people are having babies later and later uh, techno- uh baby's booms uh, no i was in oh. unintentional oh, right, and, right, and right. bad either way but <laughs> um uh, so yeah it's a really booming industry um, it is, mate. It, uh, absolutely exploding um so they they reported total ivf treatment num- numbers were down about actually six percent across the entire market yep Unfortunately, they're losing a little bit of market share as well, and then boom—we haven't started off well in
2: in in earnings season. <laughs> Shares
1: there down eighteen oh, percent.
2: you reckon we haven't started well? Just wait for the next one, but we'll, we'll hold that one up our sleeve. Okay, right. Look, so IVF Australia is the brand most people will know. I think there's about four or five different brands of IVF providers under that banner. Mm-hmm. Um, these are fertility specialists who get together. Yep work under that brand they have their own facilities for um egg extraction implantation freezing the whole box and dice Mm -hmm. they do it all for for couples who are trying to conceive using ivf it is an industry that that will continue to grow we're all having kids later we're all in need of more and more ivf services Mm -hmm. over time the problem is that the numbers are a bit lumpy, even across the board. There's, yep. there's not, I mean, there's a lot of these treatments get done, but not so many that the, the ups and downs don't matter. So we had a, I think, the, I want to say about 12 months ago, it was also a bad half. Mm. Then last, the, the last half was decent. Now they're back into a negative half again, just because people, you know, undergo IVF treatment at different stages. There's not so many of these things, you know, He'll buy baked beans at the supermarket every week and the numbers yeah. don't change that dramatically because 25 million of us go and buy baked beans mm. the numbers aren't going to change much. So if you don't buy them this week i'm buying them this week you'll yeah. buy them next week yep. but with ivf there's not enough of those treatments being done to smooth that out mm. so it's a bit lumpy across the business and as you say total market was down Virtus was down even more in losing market share. Unfortunately, mm. low-cost IVF is really stealing a march here. Mm.
1: Okay. Well, is that really something you want to save a few bucks on? I don't know. That's a topic I, I, for I, another day. It
2: is. I, I wouldn't be, and I don't think I'd have much luck convincing my wife to take the to take the cheap it's option a cheaper either. option. But, <laughs> but obviously, people are. So, <laughs> yeah. so, what about for you? Is
1: this is this eighteen percent? It's a hell of a lot cheaper than it was. Worth buying?
2: Mate, I reckon this is a very, very good business. Really well yep. run. Got a really good long-term tailwind behind it. It's
1: a business that I'd be buying at today's price. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you there too. It's, if you you look at the bigger picture. There's a there's a lot to like. And you thought Vertus was bad. You thought Vertus was bad. Hit me aconex oh, uh don't tell me what does aconex do it's one of these fancy new cloud businesses <laughs> that's right?
2: right cloud computing is all the rage it's still. all about the cloud it's all about the cloud um this was a company that was trading on a hundred a hundred x earnings right so the average market multiple you buy a company for about 15 16 times earnings right mm-hmm. so if it owns a buck you would expect to have about 16 bucks a share right. generally speaking that's that's the, that's market the average. average yep aconex about five or six times that yeah at about a hundred times earnings yep. before the most recent news Um, and it didn't go well. It provides software for the construction industry, and why the cloud is important here is not just because it's a cool buzzword. It's because if you're a... If you're managing a construction work if you're the construction company if you're a subcontractor if you're an architect if you're oh, a whoever yeah, a lot of balls in the air to, mani- to this manage yeah. this used to get done on bloody zip drives and paper yep Akinex provide the, the industry with a way to do it all online in one space yeah, coordinated control version yep. management the whole lot it is a really really cool service yeah the problem is that it had expected a whole lot more the market had expected a whole lot more They announced that profit was going to be up between 10 and 25%. Mm. Profit growth, so revenue was going to be up 30%, which sounds really good, except the market was expecting much, much more. Mm. There's nothing the market hates more than being disappointed when it has such lofty ambitions for the stock. How much did it fall? Oh, about 40%. (sighs) Not pretty, not pretty. I got to
1: tell you, Scott. I I love this business. I in fact, I love this type of business more generally. What ones that have forty percent share price? No, I'm I've, not, got, a, I've got a bridge I'd like to sell. I'm not a fan of that, but these you know these these wonderfully sticky, capital light, highly scalable businesses with huge market potential. A, you know, I love it. If you it. told
2: me that last week, I could have sold you my See, shares. I,
1: I love it. And the thing is, though, people have grown to like these as well, yeah. and and that's why it was trading at such a, a hefty premium. You got it. Howard Marks, an investor over in the States that we both greatly respect, he we talks do. a lot about risk being more of a function of price than anything else. So, And this is a, this is a classic example of that, right? Where you've got, I think we both agree, a very high quality business yep. with a bright future. Yep. Okay, earnings didn't quite grow as fast <laughs> as they expected, but they are yeah. growing like the clappers and I think will do for many, many years. But you can still pay too much for a business like that. Well, and- maybe. And here's the thing, right? So
2: investors today have said it was too much based on the most the current results. Yep. It's really, really important though to remember that what the what matters is the future earnings, not the current earnings. Absolutely. So, was it too much to pay? We still don't know. No. it's entirely possible this the shares end up going up tenfold from here. Yeah, and the price to pay last week was still a really, really, really good price. Now you'd rather buy cheaper than more expensive. Sure. If you knew the share price was going to fall, of course you would have waited. Yeah. But if you don't know the price is going to fall, you say, well, wouldn't I want to buy this stock at this price? Yeah. and have the opportunity to, to get that growth. Amazon fell from ninety bucks. I was going to mention Amazon. Yeah, it fell from yeah. ninety bucks to nine, I think, from memory. Yep. it's now eight hundred bucks a share now. And it's not an isolated example. Right, like so that, when, you, no. when the shares fell from 90 to nine, you can look back and go, ah, the shares are overpriced, that was stupid. Yeah. If you bought it at any price under a hundred bucks, you've more than eightfold grown your money. If you bought it at the bottom, of course you made a squillion, but yep. at any point during that pr- process, you were doing very, very, very well. You just had to bear it out. If we're right about Aconex being a high-quality business, then it's not going to matter that the shares fell over this week. Yep. It's going to matter what happens in the future. And if Aconex can deliver on its promise, I think you'll see the share price a long, long way higher from
0: here.
1: Yeah, for me, it's a buy. I like Aconex. I think this is a good opportunity for those that don't have it.
0: Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M
1: we got to talk a bit about Telstra. Oh, from the sublime to the, uh, to the <laughs> Telstra. Telstra, the, the classic, what they call the mum and dad stock. A oh, lot dude. of people have got this. It's renowned for its dividends. Even but I it, own Telstra shares, I, <laughs> Even I own Telstra I like shares. Telstra too. I think it's got a lot going for it. But geez, they've had a really bad run of late with their <laughs> network. There were some problems last year with it. Oh, yeah. and um, What happened recently, there was a fire at one of their exchanges. A Chatswood um, in Sydney. And it just knocked out a lot of, of people there. So it actually mm. delayed Jetstar flights, trains were out of action. People so, were getting hey? wrong text messages. You know, a public relations nightmare yeah. for, for these guys. Um, is, is there something to worry about here? Is there something fundamentally wrong with their network if we're seeing these repeated problems? I guess ultimately the risk mm. is that people mm. just go, screw you, I've yep. had enough. Yep. I'm going to go to someone else.
2: I think the, the last part of your question is probably the core one for me. Mm. Is there something wrong with the network? Almost certainly. I think, you know, if you can have a fire at one particular place and have it knock out your national network, mm. you're doing something wrong. And they obviously don't Not have the redundancies yeah. exactly yeah. built in. So, you know, a fire is a fire. No yeah. one plans for a fire. No one expects no, a fire. This you can't stop, blame if there's it a fire, right? Yeah. What what they need to be responsible for is to make sure that when there is the next fire or the next outage or someone cuts the wrong cable, mm. there is redundancy built into the system that the signals can still get to where they need to get to mm. without having to worry about it. And that's that's the real problem for Telstra is they're showing themselves up as not having enough infrastructure support yeah. to, to allow for that. What supports them, and you asked the question about, you know, will, will people go somewhere else? Remember the old Vodafone thing? Yes. Vodafone went through such a horrible PR nightmare. Oh, it's awful. The yeah. reality was that Vodafone, people went, well, I should go to Optus and Telstra. That's much better. Yep. Yeah. The problem for people, the problem for, for their competitors is Telstra is so good and so dominant in terms of market share, customer numbers, coverage, number of cell towers, all that stuff. Mm. Even when Telstra has a failure, you kind of go, oh, it's still better than the other guys. Yeah. And that's the key problem. And right? they've got is, that reputation, right? It, exactly. Particularly so, in regional
1: areas. Even yeah. with
2: those outages, mm. they're still better than the other guys. And yeah. that's the problem for, for their competitors. It's great yeah. thing for Telstra, when you've got that brand, and frankly, they've spent a, trillion dollars probably not quite literally but Mm. they spent billions of dollars on this infrastructure on this network and what it's meant is that that is paying itself back in spades now Mm. they can happily withstand if Vodafone had had the same issues as Telstra people would have deserted them in droves again but when Telstra does people say well it's crap but still better than everything else that's available so that's what's keeping Telstra afloat and that's why it's not such a big deal yeah the headlines go nuts and Twitter goes nuts because people on Twitter like to find fault and carry on like you know yeah. and and so yeah. you, realistically that that's right. what's happening here is Telstra isn't isn't great but it's better than the alternatives and as long as you're the least worst option yes. that puts you in a pretty good place
1: yeah and we've got to remember too just how um, much inertia is there people are we're just all lazy and you know and frankly even though on paper it's not that much of a hassle yeah. none of us like going through that it's like <laughs> getting teeth pulled you know we feel in terms of switching networks right, right, right. and all of that kind also, of stuff but also why would
2: you right like there's nothing better to switch to so yeah. it's kind of it not only is it, mean, you're right, but banks are, are a classic of that. The switching yeah. cost of changing banks is almost negligible, but no yeah. one does it. No. With telcos, the cost is you're actually getting a worse service if you go to a worse provider. Yeah. And Telstra shown it's got pricing power. It's got people who want to use its network. Yeah. And until, until an Optus or a Vodafone can ha- stand up and in people's minds do it credibly and say, we are better than them Mm. and you should change and that's what Telstra has to be careful of, Mm. then Telstra
1: remains the the least worst. What if we just um, broaden that picture for a little bit more before we move on from Telstra Mm. and you think about things like the NBN. So they they did have that national... it's Everyone, they were just the, the whole <laughs> they were the wholesale provider, yes, yes. right? And they they're, they're going to lose that moat, that competitive advantage. Telstra, yes. Yep. Um. And and yes, you talk about their dominance and their size, but then and that comes back to this growth problem as mm-hmm. well. When you're already the biggest, you know, yeah. where's all this going to come from? Does yep. that does that worry you about Telstra? Uh, look, you know, the, the share market
2: is is all about well, two or three things. Let's go with quality first, mm-hmm. and that's you know, Telstra is the the dominant telco and as much as we might like to whinge about them they are still the best business best telco business out there yep. for for large scale customers mm. for the breadth and depth of what it provides yep. the second is growth and you ask a good question but the last is price yep. and so if you put those things together it's all about how much you pay for telstra mm. would i pay ten dollars fifty for telstra shares today not a snowflake no chance way. In hell. No way. but at four fifty four dollars they're a pretty compelling buy and that's the thing so you don't have to get spectacular growth yeah to, to deliver it What's interesting about Telstra, by the way, is they're going to get 11 billion dollars in, in real money from the NBN to make to hand over that mm, network, mm. and the resulting business, what's left, is actually growing faster than the average average Telstra business. Yeah. So they get some money, and the remaining business is going to be a stronger grower than what they've got now. Yeah. That actually puts it in a pretty good spot. Now yeah. there might be some fluctuations. People are concerned about the absolute profit number falling, yeah. which of course it will. It sells some, it's selling something to someone else. Sure. If I sold you half of my business, the bit left, the bit I've got left, it earns me less money. that sure. Makes sense. Sure. So Tosha's profit on an absolute basis will be lower mm. after it sells the NBN off or the yep. NBN pieces off yep. to NBN. The question then is, is it worth holding at that price, and what does it do with the cash? As long as it uses the money, it gets wisely, Yes. and as long as it can, can maintain the growth in mobile, which I think it will, because frankly,
1: we're using a truckload more mobiles and a truckload more data. They're, f- they're fleshing out that network right. even more now. There's 5G. 5G is not, coming. Not far away. You got it. So that, that might even surpass M B N speeds, if you believe some some people.
2: Right. So, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Telstra business. As long as you're paying a decent price, I think the future is very bright for it. There might be some bumps as, as the market gets used to a lower profit potential, mm, yep. um, but as as long as I said, as long as it uses that cash well, either building its network or giving it back in dividends or yeah. capital returns, yeah. I think Telstra will
1: do very well. For Mate, you. with an eight and a half percent grossed up yield, you don't need much, <laughs> do you? So I'm, <laughs> I'm, nice I'm with you there. It's something. It's just something. It's going to keep keep tipping some cash into your back. We've pocket. agreed on the last three things, Andrew. It's concerning. I know it's life. a worry. Well, it let's is. maybe disagree about All right, this good. one.
0: Real money advice from real people, not just a couple of dicks with a Porsche. Get more at fool.com.au forward slash triple m the electric car who
2: killed the electric
1: did you see that doco by the oh, way you know
2: i did and it was back oh god it must have been 12 or 13 no longer geez yeah, 15 16 years ago a while back, i yeah. watched it at a, at a theater in london of all places okay and at that point, that was the point of maximum pessimism for the electric car. Yeah, yeah. There's little boxy electric crappy things that basically the oil industry and the auto industry had conspired to kill, or so yeah. was the, the allegation of the documentary. Yeah, And it was all over for electric cars. Yeah, And then the Prius turned up and it was kind of doing some cool things. Halfway and, there. Yeah, yeah the, kind of, the, kind of, the, the trendy hippie kids all had them. They, were, they weren't great cars, but they kind of did something and yeah. the fuel economy was pretty good. And all of a sudden, along comes Iron Man himself. Elon. Elon Musk, who is literally (laughs) the bloke that Johnny Depp uh, worked worked Tony Stark off. So literally, literally (laughs) Iron Man himself. uh, Although I don't think he can fly. um, Came to the market and said, hey, I've got this really cool idea. I'm going to build a really cool, super fast, yeah. super stylish
1: electric car. And man, he delivered. Right, and he delivered. They are some sweet pieces of technology. As long as you've yeah. got about 150 grand, though. Yeah, and not cheap. Well, the next model's coming out, and yes. it's a bit cheaper. Model three, yeah. Let's okay. Let, let's let's take a step back All here right. before we you know we get too far down the Elon um, fan club. You have said before you're more a Tesla man than holding a Holden and Ford man. I am well. more of a Tesla man. I wish I had a Tesla. I don't. course. So um, but here's the thing: is so I put my um, Nostradamus hat on, <laughs> and I and I bring out my my crystal ball. I I would bet you that's my that's left arm, metaphor. right arm, and, and probably the other half as well, um, in, in terms of that electric cars are going to be the dominant form of transportation, probably 20, certainly 30 years out from yep. now. Uh, I, think, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. No one disagrees with that, the, right? The, the only thing to be a little bit mindful of is the average age of cars is about ten or eleven years. So okay.
2: As people talk about this, you say, "Well, what if electric cars do X?" Yes. They've got to get to critical mass as a proportion of what's being
1: sold first, yes. yep.
2: and then you've got to wait that ten or eleven years for the for the fleet to basically tra- change over. And, so, you,
1: and you need these models that are within that normal range. Correct, you know, not correct. everyone's buying a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car, but once you start getting very reliable, you know, attractive cars at sort of that thirty to fifty thousand mark, right? That's a real game changer. Yep. So twenty twenty three years is probably right. I, w- I, I would think we can argue we, that that's that, but that's really the point, right? You can debate the when, yep. but the fact that it's going to happen, it's going to happen. The yep. advantages are just just too fantastic. Yeah,
2: oil's getting oil's too, getting too expensive to drill. Solar power is getting super cheap. Electricity is getting super cheap. And frankly, Elon Musk is building so many Teslas at the moment. The average price, or the average cost,
1: is coming down really fast. Yeah. because they're getting discussed. It's that scale thing. So so someone at the sidelines, looking at all of this, goes, yes. "Man, this is going to be huge." i want in on the ground floor here we are 2017 i can buy shares in tesla today chevy bmw toyota they're Mm -hmm. all coming out with their own versions i saw in the paper this week bmw's got got the new version there um it looks pretty cool too is is now the time to get in on this or is it better to wait jeez
2: you know what we talked about Telstra. we talked about you know price growth quality that kind of that kind of combination and i think this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky um, Tesla is by any stretch bloody expensive. Mm. There is there is no, not the cars, I'm talking about the shares right now. Mm. There, there is no other way to put it. You have to believe that not only electric cars are going to be ubiquitous at some point, mm. but that Tesla remains the dominant player in that. That's a really tough thing to do. You look at the, mm. the profit they're making and the number of cars they're making relative to the number of cars that GM or Ford yes. or Fiat, Chrysler or Toyota are making. Um, Volkswagen is now the biggest car maker in the world. Yep. Um, you know, they are. Tesla is tiny it's so small yeah. you know it, it dominates a very very small niche of the US car market yeah. um, which but is no means the greatest
1: scope for growth I guess at the same time well it time. does
2: except that it's already priced for effectively uh, GM, that, that old GM beating yep. results and yep. so this is the hard part interestingly enough overnight they announced that they're changing their name from Tesla Motors to Tesla Inc now you'll say that's a small deal and it is. Right. The interesting thing about Tesla though is it's trying to become an energy company, yeah. not just an electric car. It's company. solar panels, its batteries, it's you got the it. whole kit. And, so, and so yeah. that's probably the bigger picture with Tesla. Yeah. So you're not, yeah, if you're if you're if you're measuring Tesla just as a car company, mm. you're probably missing the broader picture. And if Tesla ends up being reasonably priced at mm. today's prices, which is it takes a bit of a leap, it'll be because it manages to be successful, mm. not just in electric cars. But in battery storage, I've got a Tesla Powerwall at home, as we've talked about before. Mm. In solar panels, in distributed energy, the whole thing, the mm. whole you know, it's gonna to have to revolutionize the whole supply chain of, of energy, basically, yeah. to be successful. Now, if anyone's gonna do it, it is Elon Musk. Yep. The man is not only a genius, but he's also a bit mad, and yep. he has a, a force of personality that basically drives people to achieve things mm. they otherwise couldn't have imagined. He's the guy, by the way, that landed a rocket back on a platform, at sea so it took off tail first yeah, yeah. It, it literally went down thunderbird style down onto the on the on the bloody landing pad so, so cool you know he, he is an absolute genius he's got yeah. great people working for him um if anyone's gonna do it he's gonna do it yep but it does require you to hold your nose hold your breath and bear some volatility because you talk about A
1: price fall. Tesla is going to be super super volatile, even if it's successful. And look, you talk about the long term as well. If you're if you're look if you're predicating an investment on what you think is going to happen over the next 20 years, you know, you're not going to be able to expect results earlier. Which um, takes us nicely to Snapchat. It takes us <laughs> nicely to, to Snapchat. I just very quickly say on that electric car thing, I I would, even though it's electric and it's new, that it's still got the usual problems of the auto industry. It's extraordinarily capital intensive, it's massively competitive, the margins are extremely thin. Um, uh, there's and we don't know who the winner is going to be. In 10 years' time, everyone could be talking about, you know, Phillips Auto, um, which, which doesn't exist yet. Um, so, yeah, for me, I would I would get excited about what the product and what it means for consumers, but probably less excited from the investment. That's a good summary. Value stocks. Market. Stock market.
0: Index. Share market. This is Modley Fool Money. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. But
1: Snapchat. Back to Snapchat. <laughs> Do you use Snapchat? Oh mate, I use Snapchat never, never. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> can, you, can you can you tell me exactly what snapchat is it,
2: it's a it's a thing it's an icon on my phone it does some stuff you can do some it's things. it's a with messaging it. app right it's a messaging app it's, it, it was it was originally born as a an app that allowed you to send 10 second video messages and photos to your friends yep. that would self-destruct ah yeah so I think sexting pretty <laughs> I much that, sorry, that, yeah, yes fact. what you, what you're absolutely is thinking right? that, you know sometimes you know so the whole Vita, uh, the whole VHS Betamax thing yes right VHS won because the porn industry decided to use VHS yeah. that literally tipped the scars when it came to videos snapchat kind of lives and 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 succeeds and is going to list on the on the on the us stock markets largely because of sexting (laughs) i'm sorry it
1: just is what it is it is what it is well uh whatever whatever (laughs) whatever gets you there and i'm talking financially just have your finger on the kill button just just in case whatever whatever gets you there financially this is huge the the user base is growing phenomenally yes um, the 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 world is oh, their oyster. Sweating bullets here, of course. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm trying to trade a delicate Thank line you, here. Surely, yeah, surely, surely, this is an opportunity. We can now buy it. It's it's going to be listed on the market.
2: Yeah, well, we can buy it. It will be listed on the market. Those things are absolutely true. Snapchat is, I should say, a little bit more than just a sexting app these days. It's kind of been taken on by other people to do stuff. We've got some people in our office who use it, allegedly not just for sexting. Those people shall remain nameless to protect the guilty. <laughs> um, you, you know, it, it does have it does have a use. It's it's a it's more a private network. So Facebook, you share something with everybody. Yep. With Snapchat, you can take a video or if you're doing something stupid or funny or whatever, yeah. share it with 10 friends, 20 friends, all your friends, whatever you want to do. Yep. It's a more controlled environment okay. and frankly the number of users it's got are spectacularly huge yeah, it's- these guys knocked back 6 billion dollars from google by the way this yeah. is up this is a fantastically profitable business yeah. um, and it's got just well how do they make the money what's well, got this is the problem. They don't really, <laughs> at least not yet.
1: Now, well, I, Twitter, Twitter was the same, right? Oh,
2: Twitter's a bad example. Yeah. Twitter's still losing money. Uh, the, Facebook is the big daddy, right? Yeah, right. I wrote, I, I'm confession time. I wrote an article for Fairfax. I must have been two or three years ago now, where I said, "Don't buy Facebook. That's a stupid idea." I said idea. the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, because Facebook hadn't worked out how to monetize no. us, right? Yeah. It has done so spectacularly well yep. now. It's just mobile and and desktop. There are ads all over the joint. We're all clicking on them. Everyone thinks I don't click on ads, but they they do billions of dollars in revenue for people clicking on Mm. ads. No one you talk to says, I don't click on Facebook ads. Well, guess what? Someone's doing it because they're minting an absolute fortune. Mm. I wouldn't bet against Snapchat doing it, but you've got to be able to stay relevant. Remember, there was MySpace. Mm. Twitter itself has kind of got Mm. to a reasonable Mm. level of users, but it can't find growth. Facebook keeps growing. so That's absolutely the big daddy of them all. Snapchat is growing, so that's a good sign. But you've got to be able to get to that level and hold that level of, of users over time, mm. getting to use more and more, more advertising, deliver that sort of result. Yeah. If
1: you buy Snapchat now, you're buying the hope that it's Facebook and not Twitter. And we have to come back to that issue as well of you, you know, the, the, the price that oh, you great. pay Thank for you. it. You know, there's that very, like AconX, where yeah. it might have a very, very bright future. You got it. But look, and the job of the investment bank who's looking to, to flog this thing on the market, is to get maximum value for owners, right? Mm. I mean, that's fair enough. That's what you'd expect them to do. So they're obviously going to be they're going to be oh yeah you know promoting all the virtues and this is going to be the next best thing and there may even be some truth to that but i i think for me when you're in this scenario there's, there's very few examples where not buying on the IPO has, has, has been a huge regret. Mm. Um, often you'll get a chance, same with Facebook, right? It plummeted after the, the, the investment bank. is at a wonderful job. Shares plummeted after the IPO and you can get the same business for a much, much better price with a lot of that hype sort of taken out.
2: I'm channeling you now, Andrew. And I'm thinking I should keep it in my pants, but I'm thinking about my wallet. Is that, is that what you're telling <laughs> just, me? I, was,
1: I wasn't gonna go there. I, I did. Was, uh, you did. Geez, yeah, uh, you know what? I think that's a good uh, on that note. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. Um, this may or may not make it to air, so if it doesn't, we will, we'll have to fill it with music or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, thanks again, uh, listeners, for joining us. We always enjoy your company. We do. You can join. You can listen to this, uh, of course, through a podcast app, uh, iTunes, or if you're using Android, there's a million podcast apps a- apps out there. Indeed. Um, give us a five star rating. Um, you know, uh, if. Even if you don't think we're worth it, just give us five stars anyway. <laughs> just, just, because, be so kind. just because you know we need the help. Exactly. Let's be we'll take all the help we can get.
2: While you're there, fools, also don't forget to go to fool.com.au slash triple M and get our free report. You can understand what we do and how we do it. Sign up and hear a little bit more from us, from Andrew and I at The Motley Fool. Very tidy plug,
1: my friend. Thank you. All the best. Until next time, fool on. Fool on.